Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey, it's me with a little quick pop in. First, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I hope you are being spoiled and you're able to treat yourself. Secondly, I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, we have 38,000 downloads. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's incredible. You guys are absolutely incredible. Thirdly, Welcome to all of our new listeners this week. Uh, And there's a lot of you. The statistics are going crazy. Um, I know a lot of you are from TikTok, so welcome. And uh, I know based on some of the comments you guys have been leaving that you have binged this far. So you're hearing this live like everyone else. (laughs) I admire your dedication. And I am so happy that you are finding value and education in this podcast and my TikTok videos, which used to be me just being silly and making MLM parodies and has sort of morphed into this educational stuff, which I like more anyway. So it's been really fun navigating TikTok and seeing numbers and statistics on my account that I have never seen before. Um, You guys are great. So Thank you for welcoming me into anti-MLM TikTok with such open arms. And I'm so glad that I am becoming a valuable resource for some of you. And again, thanks for following. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, joining in on the education and asking really great questions. So if you have TikTok and you didn't realize that I also had TikTok, go ahead and follow me. My name is at Berta Like Woe. And if you don't know how to spell that, I believe it's in the show notes. Uh, And if you have questions for me about MLM, you can pop on TikTok and ask them. I will make reply videos. Thank you so much. Keep asking questions, keep learning, keep sharing, and enjoy this next episode. Welcome to another episode of Life After MLM. So I'm going to introduce to you uh, Megan Williams, and she is just going to take it from here. Megan, can you introduce yourself and uh, talk about where you were when this company and introduce the company and and where you were when this company came into your life? So um, Megan, I am a former rep for Senegents. Um, And I started with Senegents. It had to be my journey with Cenogen started in 2018, but I didn't, or 2017, but I didn't officially sign up until 2018. Um, I, uh, I, <laughs> I was not a makeup girl, and I really appreciate it in your email how you were like, I record via Zoom, but you don't need to put makeup on. And I'm like, do you understand that now that I'm not a makeup hun, like makeup does not touch my face on my days off, ever. Same. That's why I'm like, you don't have to wear makeup or do your hair. Like we're just, the only reason I like the face to face is because I make a lot of faces when you're talking and sometimes it's like, it works. I may, I may eventually decide to put some of these up on YouTube one day, but it's, it's not happening yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm at that place where like, before I started Cenogens, I never wore makeup because I, um, I just didn't, it wasn't a thing for me. Um, I, you know, I worked in the prison system for a while. So why? And then, um, for a couple of years I was working in all male facilities. So why would I wear makeup? Like that makes absolutely no sense. Um, so it was, it was just one of those things. Right. And, and my quest in life is to be as authentic and genuine as possible. And so, um, for me, makeup now is just so that I don't look super tired in front of my clients on a day-to-day business, <laughs> day-to-day, um, right. Like I wear makeup thing, right? for fun now. I'm like, oh, right. I'm going to do my makeup versus right. I have to do my makeup. Yeah. Mine is, I, I work on it slowly. And there are some days, like when I do video sessions all day, I don't, I don't do makeup. It's just not a thing. And I just kind of tell people, I just have a really bad video cam. So that's all it is. Um, <laughs> 
But um, so one of the pieces of my story that I think makes me um, unique to some of the other people you've had on the show, and I've been listening to your podcast and I love it. Thank um, you so much. It's so good. Like sometimes it's really hard when it's an interviewee type podcast, but I, I love yours and the way that it flows. And, um, and I do have to give the disclaimer for some people that will be offended. I use language because I just do. Um, and it's you can't totally see it right now, fine. but totally my shirt fine. says fuck mom guilt. So that's, oh, that's I love how that. I, I love that. that. That fits right in. I'll just put a little explicit. So if people don't yeah. want to hear those words, yeah. then then I, we'll, they'll just skip this episode. <laughs> it comes out. It's just part of who I am. So um, one of the things that I think has been happening, and you've talked a lot about affinity fraud, one of the places that a lot of MLMs are starting to recruit in a way that is so predatory and scary and vulnerable populations inside of the addiction recovery community. Um, and, and for people that aren't familiar with addiction recovery and alcohol addiction recovery and those things, the first year of recovery, people are all crazy. They're just crazy and they're impulsive and they're trying to get those dopamine bumps. And a lot of people don't have jobs because they have a criminal history or, you know, they're trying to balance treatment with, or they've lost their jobs. So they're trying to figure out a way to make money for their family. There's a lot of different things that come into it. And, um, and I've been in um, recovery from alcoholism for the last 13 years. Wow. Congratulations. First of all, for that, that's incredible. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was a newcomer when this happened, but I think that um, part of why I didn't get as deep as some other people do is because I have a very fine-tuned spidey sense for bullshit. Um, And even though I knew a lot of what was happening was bullshit, I still kind of wanted to trust this person a lot. And, um, And I try very hard to not identify her because a lot of people that know me know her. In fact, um, I started telling my story on YouTube and I've gotten so many messages from people that know exactly who I'm talking about, even though yes. I don't name her. And I will link your videos in the show notes as well. I saw that you made those videos. I didn't watch them only because I didn't want to already know your story when I talked to you. No, it's good. No, <laughs> I've got two up now. A third will be live on Monday. And then there's a couple of really cute videos of my daughter. So you have to, to watch those because they're adorable. And then um, I'm doing a series on some different mental health conditions um, so that people better understand different things. So uh, in my full-time life, I am a mental health therapist who specializes in addiction and trauma. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I- uh, Just I, hold on a second. Like, good <laughs> for you, okay? Let's just give her a second here. She's reco- look, recovering 13 years sober and you help those with the addictions as well. Wow. Like, you're incredible. Okay. Anyway, continue. I am. Um, so I actually had started in behavioral health before I recognized that my own alcohol addiction was out of control. Um, but I also am a survivor of complex PTSD. So there's a lot of things that come into play for me. And part of what made me vulnerable to being um, recruited was the fact that there are times when my PTSD symptoms will flare up and they make me very impulsive. Um, And I'm very real about that because even therapists are human and most people who go into helping fields are there because either something happened to them or somebody that they love or, you know, those kind of things. And we want to help other people navigate those things. It's very rare that you're going to find somebody who works in the mental health field that didn't have to work through their own crap first. Um, And I think that that's really important. And, you know, and I honestly, like in advocacies and in in, in therapy sessions and things like that, um, it's so important. I say that a lot, like, I feel like I have a unique perspective because I was in one of these colds and I saw it from the inside and I left because of what I saw. And then I spoke out and then I've helped other people. And now I tell other people's stories, which are so similar to mine as well. And it's, it's just a whole nother level of like, she understands, like she understands in, in such a deep way, the same way you understand addiction and recovery in a deeper way than maybe someone who doesn't have that or has never been in that field or has ever had an addiction would ever understand. And so I think that is so important. You're living by example. And a lot of my clients um, have sought me out. So I'm in private practice now, but I've worked in facilities almost my entire career in some way, shape or form. 
Um, but I have a lot of clients that I had worked with at my last facility who, once they were done with all of those programs, they came to me in private practice because I'm very real about my own journey. And I'm also very real about everything. Like I said, I have a big radar for bullshit and I also have a low tolerance for bullshit, especially with my clients, because a lot of times people who um, come to therapy kind of want somebody to co-sign all their crap. And that's not me. Like you're here because you're staying stuck. So let's get you unstuck. So that means we have to like name it. We have to work through it. There's no, you got to own it and you Mm got to move past it. That's the only way you got to admit it and then own Mm -hmm. it. And if you're paying me to sit with you for an hour, then we should make the most of that money. Right. (laughs) Or if your insurance company's paying me for an hour, we should make the most of that, that time. And, and, and I confront using humor and, and I'm very much asked, like I ask permission. I'm like, can I be real for a second? And sometimes my clients are like, I don't think I can handle that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Just let me know when you're ready because I have some thoughts and uh, I want you to tell me if they're right or not. Um, Very similar in that way. I come (laughs) from that place of fix me if I'm wrong. I'm okay with being wrong. It happens to me daily. I've been wrong at least three times today and I haven't left the house. So we're good. Um, So in 2017, I was in a really unique position. So I was... A new mom, my daughter was about a year and a half at that point. It was in the summertime. My uh, now husband, her father, had stopped working to stay home to take care of her because I was also finishing my master's degree at the time. And to pay for daycare was (laughs) You just continue to impress me. (laughs) Honestly, these are some of those decisions that I'm like, gosh, you're not that smart some days. (laughs) Like you should not do that much. I don't recommend it. Um, But my daughter was a complete surprise and a complete miracle. And I wouldn't do anything differently because of having her in my world. In fact, she'll probably come and interrupt us at some point, even though I've made it very clear that everything she needs is right where she needs it. Um, I have a nine-year-old and the only reason she's not sitting on the bed behind me or trying to get my attention is because she's at my friend's house at a slumber party. I was like, I have interviews today. I need her out of here. It's spring break. She's like, no problem. (laughs) So I'm right there with you. (laughs) She's watching television. She's watching cat videos on the TV right now. So we're good for a little bit anyway. Um, As long as she doesn't like it, the idea to go outside, but she knows she's only allowed to go out back and that's cool. Um, so she's about a year and a half. Um, he's not working and we are living off of my income working for a nonprofit, um, which is like nothing. And then some of my student loan overage checks, which I don't recommend that either, but at this point, this was all we had, right? I don't ever recommend people take overages on student loans. Um, but it's, it's what I had to do, uh, to, to compensate for him not working. So, we're drowning at this point. Like for a long time, we were able to tread water, exist off of putting stuff on credit, doing what we needed to do to get by. And we just started drowning. So you're um, extremely financially vulnerable right now. Yes. And for me, um, finances and financial instability has always been a big trigger point for me. Um, and, And I can't explain it beyond the fact that I grew up in a fairly privileged household. My parents weren't wealthy, but we never really wanted for anything. Um, And in my active addiction time, I would make these big financial messes and then my dad would swoop in and clean them up for me. This was also during the time that we had found out that my mother um, was probably in the mid stages of Alzheimer's and my father had been hiding it from everybody. So there's a lot of moving and changing parts and they live in Ohio and I live in Arizona. So there's a lot of moving and changing parts happening and there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of other things going on. And, um, and I was in my regular 12-step meeting um, on a Tuesday night, because Tuesday nights are sacred, and that's what I do. I've gone to that, that meeting ever since I moved to Arizona, and those are my ladies. And if I don't go to that meeting, my body just hurts for the whole week until I can get there. So I'm in this meeting, and this girl is in there, and I'd seen her in there a couple of times. We kind of chatted, because she's heavily tattooed, and I'm heavily tattooed, and She had gone through some um, pregnancy loss and I'd gone through some pregnancy loss um, prior to having my daughter. And so like we had chatted and that kind of thing. And I just kind of had a breakdown in the meeting, sharing with my ladies, like, I'm really struggling. I don't know what to do. I'm in a lot of fear. I don't, I just don't know what to do right now. And uh, and I just needed to share that because that's what 12-step recovery is all about is sharing those experiences. 
Um, and so she comes up to me afterwards and she's like, hey, you know, if you ever want to talk, do you want to meet up next week before the meeting, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Because I also don't have a lot of friends at this point because my life is consumed with work and small child and trying exactly. to like be present for her when I haven't been, right? Because I right. So you're financially vulnerable. You have a small child. You feel alienated from real life. Mm-hmm. Alienated because you're this, you're now you're just a mom and just a wife and right. So going all these, the, wow, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of stuff. And it was a lot of identity stuff. And it was just kind of like, I have to find ways to be able to fly back and forth to Ohio to kind of help get my dad to see and, and all of these things. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And, and for a long time, I didn't talk about what was going on with my parents publicly, um, out of respect for my family members that are doing all the heavy lifting that I can't do because I don't live there. Um, and they just didn't want a lot of like focus, but most people know now what's been happening for a while. Um, so, um, we meet up for coffee and she starts trying to, to sell this opportunity, this blessing to me. And I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Like, I thought this was just us talking and your solution to my financial problem is to spend more money. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. And it felt really gross. And I was like, uh, girl, no, uh, bye. And what's funny is, is that, and I was thinking about this. Um, when I started doing my videos is, is that she never offered to sell me a product. She only ever wanted me on her recruiting team. And it was like, okay, that's weird, but cool. Which is um, odd because it's not about recruiting and it is about the product. So that's so strange that she wouldn't mention that at all. Well, you know, because let's be real. I don't wear makeup and, and it's clear I don't wear makeup, right? And, and Senegent has a skincare line. So she didn't even try to get me on the skincare aspect. Like nothing, no, nothing. And I'm like, well, okay. And she didn't even try. So for a long time, and I think they've kind of stopped doing this, but for a long time, Senegent was also big on recruit people for the personal discount. Just recruit them. And yeah, then the kidnapper. want to sell. The kidnapper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just that idea that like you can continue and, and the way their structure is set up and we'll get into all of that is that you could actually join at the discount. And if you order enough, you could make a decent discount off of the products. Um, but the amount that you have to spend to make it worth your while is like really ridiculous. But anyway, none of that was happening. And, um, and then I wasn't really seeing her again. And then <laughs> I, uh, I, I got demoted at work and, and I say that laughing because I didn't get demoted because of anything I had really done. I got demoted for questioning the person above me who didn't like me anyway. And I got, I got, <laughs> I got demoted because I, I dared to question her and cuss in front of one of my staff members who was like my partner. And this was what was really funny to me was that that entire agency has a culture of cussing. I can't tell you how many times I would have had a hostile work environment lawsuit against them for the way that they would talk negatively about even like transgender people and all of these things. Jeez. And I was like, it was a power play. It is what it is, but it meant a pay decrease. And so I'm already <sighs> drowning. And now I'm like, holy shit, what am I going to do? Right. I, and, and my husband was able to pull in some part-time work, but we were still trying to play catch up, robbing Peter to pay Paul. It was just bad. And, uh, and she just happened to pop up on a meeting again. And now one of the things that kind of where I, you know, I get impulsive, but I also have this thing where um, I'm, I'm intensely spiritual. And when my higher power talks to me, what I think of my higher power talking to me, I have to listen. So this is the, this is just like, oh, I just got demoted and here she is. So maybe this is God telling me this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, even just selling, right? Like, I'm like, I just, I would never recruit anybody. It's not a thing. I don't want to train anybody. I don't want to be responsible for anybody else. Cause I have learned that I don't like being in charge. I just want to do what I do and then leave it alone. <laughs> right. So at the time it was $55 to sign up. Now I think it's 65 they frequently do like a free sign up month. Almost all of 2020, it was free to sign up because of COVID, because they were trying to take advantage of people being out of work. Yeah. And they like to be like, see, it's not a scam. It's free to join. You don't have to pay to join. Right. right. And when I paid to join, my welcome kit included order slips, some stickers, 
a makeup book about how to do contour, different color palettes, that kind of thing. Um, uh, some pamphlets for the opportunity. And then um, it was like, it really wasn't much. And then a copy of the founder's book, Joni Rogers Conti's book. No product at all. No, none. If no wanted, product at all for this business kit you're nope, buying to sell nope, the product, nothing. Nope, so you not can't even example. use it because you don't even have it because it didn't and come I, in the kit. And I have never used it because my recruiter never even had me sample anything. And I found out that she did that to other people who wanted to try it. But she's like, well, just sign up for the, for the discount and you can try it with the discount and you can order all you want. What? I'm telling you, like, I, I have wanted to believe for a long time that this woman is not as shady as she is. I have really wanted to believe that. But as we get further into this, you're going to see that I came up against somebody who she's a mega hunt. She really, um, she's an addict who's still in her disease. And that's the way I view it. Um, she's not living she's just replacing one addiction with another addiction. She is just not living any of the principles that I'm used to living by. Um, so, and I have to also say this, she is that 1%. She is that yes. 1% who joins and within a year is at the top of the pyramid. She, well, she's at the top. She's at the bottom of the top of the pyramid because Senegence's pyramid is so wonka doodle. Like I can't even start everything about this company is confusing. Which yes, is why and I, intentionally so, and intentionally I think confused. Why they don't do an income disclosure statement? Because then you'd have to see how many ranks there actually are, and you would be like, "This is impossible," because it is impossible. Yeah, Mela Lucas was like that. I was like, "Why are there multiple ranks under ranks? This is so weird." Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. There was another income disclosure that I was looking at that's like that too, just recently, and I'm like, "What is this?" Like, I don't get it. But anyway. I love the income disclosures that don't actually disclose the income. It just shows you like what the requirements are, of like the PV and the QV or whatever yeah. all those things are. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't even actually have even a dollar sign on it anywhere. How is so this giving I, me any income information at all? So I recently found, and I think I posted it on my Instagram, but I recently found an income disclosure statement for an MLM that actually shows the average losing money color street oh snap the Maybe 2020 I need to do income, income disclosure. disclosures part two <laughs> yes look at their 2020 income disclosure because they have a lot of product outages too so see i've been doing deep dives which is probably not good for myself no it's great <laughs> well i mean probably not for your psyche but deep dives are great if you're if you're mentally do. prepared for them they're amazing i just you know i when i get passionate about something i just I just dive all in. It's part of my charm, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so you join this company, you buy this yeah. starter kit that has yeah. no product whatsoever Correct. in it, only recruiting materials. Correct. And then, <laughs> so then the fun part was, was it was like, they had a new distributor kit at the time that was terrible. It was a bunch of, it basically a bunch of colors that nobody would ever really want anyway. And like two or three that are legit good sellers. And then like one gloss and cause of the way lip sense works and like but that's it they only send you lip sense in the new distributor kit they didn't send you anything else and i'm going to be real lip sense has never worked for me i'm what they call a short wear it has gone off my lips in two hours it's just gone it burns too like really bad so part of that too so this is the other thing is is that when you have like 12 different ways you have to troubleshoot a product that's an issue so i know burning, like we see that with monate too like yeah. the shampoo i'm like it's soap it shouldn't make your hair fall out. Right. At the end of the day, it's right. soap. Right. So, and part of it too, and I just watched a video last night on some of the stuff with Senegin. So part of it, I mean, obviously there's alcohol content in the lip sense. So you have to shake the stupid tube for like 20 minutes, literally 20 minutes. Otherwise it separates and all the alcohols on the top. And that's all you end up putting on your lips. Yeah. Um, when I was in LuLaRoe, Senegin's were starting to get really popular. And there was a ton of LuLaRoe girls that were joining Senegin's as like a side just, just to sell the lipstick to the LuLaRoe people. Cause yeah. she's like, look, it doesn't come off even when you're on your live and it stays forever. And it's so great. I can't tell you how many Cinegen's lipsticks I bought. I got Bella. I got some pinky one with champagne flakes. Oh yeah. In pink it. champagne. That's pink champagne. Favorite. There you go. Pink champagne. Um, it's the I, had all of them. Favorite. 
and I had the matte lips, lip gloss and the sh- super shiny. Oh, the matte lip gloss the, is da, 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 da. If you If you like your lips to feel as dry as the Sahara and like you've literally wiped baby powder on it, that's the matte lip gloss. It's terrible. It's yeah, so- it was not great. And then I, so- one of the girl that I bought it from was like, you need to try the foundation. And she gave me like the anti-aging foundation. And it just felt very weird. Like it's because it doesn't have oil in it. Most foundations have oil in it, and that's why. So yeah, like, it was horrible. It was horrible. And, it didn't stay. It was just yeah. it was gross. And yeah. then I had a couple eyeshadows that I used. One I used as a blush, and one. I, mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it was. Don't even get me started on like the 1990s packaging. I was like, why oh, yeah. have we not changed this packaging in 20 years? Because Joni is Joni is old. And the majority of the women who are on the board of directors type stuff like that area of the company and the, the corporate company, they're old. Um, yeah, in fact, Joni okay. started in Mary, Joni started in Mary Kay. That so makes that even you. more sense right there. Does okay. that help a little bit? Little bit? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. 100%. So, that solves all that answers all my questions. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. So she learned everything she knows about running a makeup business from Mary Kay. If the, I mean, I, I think that says a lot of it right there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Um, the funny thing is like, you find like, as you start to do these deep dives and as you start to investigate these companies, you start to realize, oh, the person that started blah, blah, blah was a top recruiter at blah, blah, blah. Like even the guys that founded Amway were top recruiters in Neutralite and left Neutralite and started Amway. Right. Because they realized that they want that money. have been in network marketing, multi-level marketing, direct sales, whatever you want to call it, because it's all the same exact thing for years and years and years. They're at the top of these pyramids. They go, hey, look, I'm at the top of this pyramid. I'm making a lot of money, but the guy above me that owns this pyramid, he's making more. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave and I'm going to start my own pyramid. So here's the other fun part is that Joni has herself as the top of the pyramid as in the commission. <gasps> so not only is she getting her CEO money but she's correct she's literally at the top of the pyramid collecting correct. that one percent off of everyone beneath her almost everyone so they only do up to five lines which is good Be- and with all of their like the way they do it like it's it's just interesting but anyway um so yeah so my my recruiter was in that one percent and, and and it made sense because she was a hairdresser so what's she gonna do all day she's gonna talk makeup I'm a therapist oh, yeah. I'm not allowed to talk to people about what I do as my side hustle plus at the time I'm working with all men If I wanted to talk to women about makeup, I had to go to a different building and talk to people at a different, and I didn't have time for that. So, and then the other pieces is like, you know, I kept talking about market saturation throughout the course of this with my, with my recruiter. And she would tell me, well, the market isn't saturated because all these people have never heard of lip sense. I'm like, but my market is saturated because you and I know the same people and we go to the same places. And that's like my only exactly. social outlet. And she's like, well, go to the mall. And this is the thing that, that Senegens has, or that has you do. That's like, so it's just so ew. And I hated doing it, but I did it right. Because otherwise I get yelled at. They make you wear the lipstick stripes on your hands. So while you're at the mall, you can show people, look, it doesn't come off. It's magic. And I'm like, it stayed better on my hands than it ever did on my lips. Did anyone, um, when you were at the mall with the, with the swatches on your hand ever go, what are those swatches for? So I would get where you just at Sephora. I'd get people to go, oh, you, you've been swat, swatching lippies. Um, and then <laughs> I, I was also one of those people that had like the purse that had the window bag so you could see my stuff. Right. Um, it's another recruitment tactic. What are yeah. all those tubes in your bag? Like those are really pretty colors. What is that? And then I would, you know, I can tell you though that I never once sold anything out of that bag other than somebody I already knew ever. I feel like if MLMs just cut all the bullshit and stopped with the see-through bags and stopped with the swatches on the hands and just gave everybody a button that said, ask me about my MLM, it would, that, that's the same. Like it's the same. It's literally the same as watching, like wearing a button that says, ask me about my MLM when you're carrying this clear bag and you're swatching and you're wearing the shirt that says, I love Senegents or whatever it is, you know, like on Etsy, you could buy pins that say, ask me about my lipstick. Lots of, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> Lots of makeup reps um, will have on their car the sticker that says, ask me about my lipstick, um, those kind of things. So it's it's just like, okay, whatever. So I, 
I did some of these things because my whole shtick was, was I wanted to sell product to make the commission because in the way that Senegence's thing is set up, really honestly, if all you do is sell products and you sell a lot of products, that's where you're, you are going to make a, a decent chunk of your money. You will never rank up though. You have to, you can't rank, rank without recruiting and, Correct. and at those top ranks is where the big money is. Right. So yeah, yeah, I mean, you could, you yeah. could buy a $10 lipstick and sell it for $20 and then be like, I made $10, $10 right. off every lipstick, but how many lipsticks do you need to sell to replace your full-time income? That's a lot right. of lipstick. That's a lot right. of people. And right. I'm not going out and buying like 10 lipsticks a month I'm buying like one every couple months like I don't really again I don't really wear it and I have so many of them that I don't wear so what's the point like I don't need to buy more right so so the the new distributor kits that they had like I said they were really ugly all they had were like these like maybe a handful of lip colors um and so my recruiter sent me this entire list of things that I should order as my new distributor kit and because in the first 30 days, if you order 300 PV, 350 PV, which is essentially $350. So in America, the Senegin system is, is $1 equals one PV. If you order 350 PV, you get the 50% off the wholesale price, right? That, so that you need wholesale. to spend $350 to get 50% off. Correct. So is, is at that point, are you, are you getting the 50% off the 350? Yes. So you get the 50% off the 350, but if you don't spend the 350, there's like 40% off marks that you have hit. There's 30%. Okay. Okay. And 50% is the highest discount. Correct. And the highest discount you could give a customer is 15%. Okay. So So there's an additional added benefit of getting it at that. Then you can offer a a discount to your customers as well. Okay. But here's the thing. You're paying California sales tax and you're paying for shipping from California. Or Oklahoma now, because the half of their stuff has now gone to Oklahoma. It's all, I, Lula Road did I have that to too. breathe. I have to breathe. So, um, and the shipping is always outstandingly or outrageous, right? And then if you're running. Right. And then business, if you run one of these businesses, you know how much shipping is because you're like, I go to the post office. I use stamps.com or whatever you're using. Mm-hmm. I know how much this costs to ship this. Why are Correct. you charging me so much more than what it actually Correct. costs? Correct. So like flat rates, a thing, can't you just throw it all in one flat rate? I'll pay that $9. You can. And then they make you like the way they make you pay. Like it's, it's, it's just more money. It's just more money. It's so outrageous. So, um, and they use the post office, which don't get me wrong. Like, yay, we should support the post office. I fully believe that. But when you're running a business, the post office is the most unreliable way to ship anything. And we all know that, especially now, because stuff is taking 9 million years to get my, my daughter got an Easter card sent to her by my father in Ohio. It usually takes four to five days to come from Ohio to Arizona because of the way the processing centers are set up. It took three weeks, three weeks yeah. to get an Easter card. Yeah. So, yeah. So I had to ship something. There's a project I'm doing and I had to ship some stuff overnight. Uh, not only did it cost me $200 to ship it overnight, it didn't get there for like three days. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, there's, it's just not worth it. Um, but that's, that's a whole other story. And that's a whole other deep dive that I'm trying to stay away from because it really gets my blood pressure up. Um, so yeah, so she gives me this list of things I'm supposed to order. And she tells me before these colors come in, first of all, now I have to put this on a credit card because again, financially not in a good place. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. 
I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. She's like, so but you're going to make it back immediately. So just go ahead and right. put it on that credit card, girl. Right. And so we're going to sell them before the colors get here. So then she starts sending me these color graphics that just like, she's like, send this to this person. And she's naming specific people that we both mutually know. This color would be so pretty on this person. Send it to this person. And she's preloading all the graphics into my Facebook group and like all the stuff. And now Senegis has a thing in their contracts. And I don't know if LulaRoe did this or not. But Senate just has a thing where it says that your business name, I'm using air quotes, cannot have lip sense or Senegins in it anywhere. No, LuLaRoe was the opposite. It had to be LuLaRoe, first name, last name. Yeah, nope. They, they are like, you can't have it on there because at the end of the day, it protects them. Right. Well, LuLaRoe found out the hard way that, that you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't name your business LuLaRoe, first name, last name. <laughs> <clears throat> So yeah, so I order these colors and it's already feeling icky. I'm like, I don't want to bother people. Like, that's just so weird to me. But I did it because I was like, well, look at her. She's successful. She knows what she's doing. I should probably do what she's doing. Right. You have to emulate the people above you that you want to be like. Mm -hmm. They tell you that all the time. And I had worked retail, like right out of college uh, on my first degree. And then, um, like I just was never a good salesperson. I'm the, I'm the salesperson that most people like. I let you know that I'm there and I ask you if you need help. And if you're like, no, I got this. I'm like, well, I'll be over here if you do need anything or you have any questions. Right. And they would always get mad at me because I wouldn't necessarily sell the specific stuff that we were pushing that week. But my 
units sold was higher than anybody else in the store because I'd be like, oh, you like that band? Because I worked in a music store. You like that band? Let's go look at this band over here. Dude, you're going to love them. Let me throw on a sample I have of their music and I'd stop whatever was playing and I'd put on that. You'd think that the company would like that. Like, I'm sorry, we're only promoting Britney today. And you're like, okay, but (laughs) (laughs) But I can sell a hundred of this record. No, so in in music retail and entertainment retail, all of the money used to be in the storage cases for your CDs and your DVDs, all the accessories, because you don't make a whole lot of money off of CDs and DVDs and books. You only make a small percentage. Yeah, because all the money goes to the music companies. For real. That makes sense. So like, stop selling CDs, Megan. We need you to sell cases. Yeah. Or the CDs. Well, they need CDs or video game accessories or whatever. I'm like, I'm not a video gamer. Just let me sell my books and my music and we'll be good. Uh, or our toys. We had toys and stuff like that too. And those had a pretty high markup. So I would, I would sell other things, but they would just be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I was so glad when they made me the shipping and receiving manager. Cause then I had to sell nothing to nobody. It was great. Um, so anyway, so I know I'm not a great salesperson. I'm not pushy and I, and I'm still not pushy. That's not who I am. And I kept getting told over and over again, the three phrases that I got told consistently were you can't sell from an empty cart. Um, you need to go for more than just the low hanging fruit. And those are the people that come to you, right? So you're not pushing then, um, don't leave money on the table. So it was always encouraged to us to make sure that we ordered at the 50% PV level. So after the 30-day introductory moment, and by the way, if you hit your sales goals for the first 30 days, they send you a skincare line for free. And then if you hit the second 30 days, they send you another like chunk of like specialty skincare products. And then the 90 days, they'll send you another specialty skincare product line. And um, you can either keep them or sell them. Um, but like you can hit those 90 day goals before the 90 days if you want, as long as you those, just get the stuff. Like the fast start bonus. Yes, that's what yeah. it is. Um, and then if you hit your, if you order the 750 or the 750 PV three months in a row, you get what's called the significant Senna seller, which gets you a free product for the month. And it gets you pushed to the front of the line for all packaging of orders and shipping. So if you're spending at least $750 on inventory a month you get all these extra bonuses correct wow so and then so as much as you know when we talk about front loading and this is also why i think senegence doesn't have an income disclosure statement is that senegence is big on front loading and that's illegal so and and one of the videos i watched last night that really made me just start cussing up one side and down the other like if you really wanted to hear colorful language you should have been in my house last night Joni Rogers Conti spent time in Washington under the Trump administration advocating to get front loading processed with the FTC as legal. She was working with the DSA to do that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. There's pictures of her sitting with Trump and Pence and all these high-end Washington officials pushing to make front loading okay. Was Betsy DeVos there too? The granddaughter of Amway? I did not the, see her. In the was pictures. the educational secretary? <laughs> I just saw Joni in some of the very ugly Senegens clothing line that came out later. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that Senegens had their fingers in the DSA. Not surprising. Joni, I think, is very heavy into it, as is her husband. Um. So, so yeah. So. All of these things happen, right? And um, she's having me order all this stuff and I'm not selling, I'm selling some, but I'm not selling a lot. And I'm definitely selling to like what, what they call your, um, your, your dirt people, the people that would ride or die with you, like those people that'll go in the dirt with you. That's the way it was explained to me in a book that I was told I should read um, all about how to be successful at network marketing. <laughs> Like those people pissed me off too, by the way, I'm going to have a tangent moment. The people that have built all of these online programs and have written books about how to be successful in MLM. I think they all need to be lined up Hammers. and, 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 and like rotten fruit thrown at them because they're, they are they're just disgusting. as bad. Yeah. They are oh, just they're worse. Bad. I think they're worse because they're now uh, profiteering yeah. off of like others failure. So they're like hoping you're going to fail because they know you're going to fail. And when you're failing and struggling, they're like, hi, 
Are you sick of cold calling? I have a perfect funnel system. You can just get it right in and you don't even have to do anything at all except pay all this money to me and I'll teach you how. Yes. Um, so yeah, so it wasn't even two weeks in and I'm being asked, how many people are you talking to about the opportunity? And like I say, like I went back to my initial messages and I screenshotted a bunch of them because I have the feeling that word's going to get out that I've been talking about this and that she's going to like block me somewhere. And then I'm going to lose all those messages and I don't want to do that. So it really wasn't that long before she's asked. And I was very clear with her. I don't want to recruit. I don't want to recruit. Um, but right. I mean, they constantly me. say it's not about recruiting. It's about the sales. But at this point in your journey, like the only thing anyone's talked to you about is recruiting. So then they redesigned the new distributor kits. And mind you, she could have waited to like, she could have told me, hey, Megan, why don't you wait till we have a free month sign up to sign up? But she didn't, right? So let's just keep that in mind. So, oh, oh, this is my fun story because this happened before they, re no, well, they redesigned the distributor kits and there are different levels of them now on top of buying the training packages. Um, so if you want to go to the, the seminar, the the big conference every year for the whole company. If you want to go to what they call pit stop, which is princess in training um, and all those, what? you can pay this pat. Yeah, all of their ranks are royalty. Puke. It's gross. And they earn crowns. Ah! What? There's crowns to earn? Yes. yes. So when my, when my recruiter came back with her little crown princess crown, because they have princess and crown princess. I don't know what the difference is, but okay. Um, she comes back and she's got this crown, crown right? <laughs> I took a picture of myself wearing a plastic crown of my daughter's and holding my cup that says queen of caffeine. And like, it's pretty like a parody of her, but like I did it in a passive aggressive way. So it did seem like a parody of her. <laughs> I'm such a horrible human being. Do you so still fun. have that photo? Cause I need to see it. I do. I think about my Insta. I'll tag you on my Insta. Oh my God. It's so funny. I don't know if I deleted it. I scrubbed a lot of my social media from all of my junk because I just didn't want to see it anymore. But I know I have the photos somewhere. I'll send it to you if I don't have it somewhere. Um, but yeah, so they redesigned the distributor kits and like the big one, the super big one would meet your PV for the month. And mind you, if you want to order samples or anything like that, none of that counts towards your PV for the month. You have to add that on what? top of, and you don't oh get a discount God. on it. There is oh no discount God. on samples, none, none. So that's cool. Um, but they're still charging me tax. Um, the more so, I talk to survivors of MLM, the more I hate MLM. Like these are things I don't even know that happen. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes. So I get, I order the big granddaddy, best possible kit you can get because I want the 50% off because I'm not going to leave money on the table, right? And essentially what they send me are a bunch of lip colors that are, that are just complete crap. I do get the entire set of sample, like the swatches for the foundation. And I will tell you that the one thing that I feel like Cetogens gets right is that they are all inclusive with their foundation and skincare products as far as skin type, in terms of color and complexion. stuff like that as well. They're color tones. correcting moisturizers. They have them in like six different levels. Like they have cool tones, warm tones, neutral tones, all the way from, you know, as white as a sheet of paper down to the, the darkest skin tone you can find. Like they really do. That's good, at least. Things. I mean, most of these companies we see when we see these makeup companies, they're like three colors and they're like light, medium and dark. And I'm like, dark even seems kind of light for me. And I'm like almost clear. Well, and, and it's Joe like, why? Yeah. And then Joe I wonder if it's because they know that certain people are just not going to fall for these scams and that their main target is white women. Well, and, and Joni is really big about bringing out the women of color who are in leadership. She's really, good I mean, I that. do appreciate that. I do. Uh, but it's still a scam, right? So it's right. like, no, and okay, it's, well, it's an inclusive scam. So that's cool. If you ever see or hear any, and I know it's all hearsay, but if you ever read any of the reports about some of the staff at corporate and like at the packaging and distributing plant and Senecare, if you ever read any of that stuff or hears that stuff, like the way she treats people outside of purview is just, she treats people like shit. She made the customer service rep serve as her personal servants in the house doing cleaning and assembling patio furniture when they weren't busy because she had to let her house staff go. 
what? And that, Why did she have to let her house staff go? I, I, because Senegence wasn't doing very well that year. It was the year of the great product outage. So that was 2017. I remember that. Great product outage. Um, and they are going. They were going through some of it last year too, because a lot of the ingredients were impossible to get in because of the pandemic shutting down countries other than ours. Right. So that was super fun. Um, so, wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the global impact of the pandemic. Yes. So in caused synergens to have another color yes. scarcity. Oh my god, it's just bad. Um, but they so in this packet, like they send me. A cut like they sent me like three or four foundations. I'm like, who the hell could like that's not how we do foundation. Okay, cool. And then I get some of the shadows, I get some of the blushes, I get some more colors. And this is the other thing they do to Cetogen's reps. You need to order a color in every single shade for yourself for testers. Right. <sighs> so you need to buy two of everything because one is a tester and then one is a potential sale. Correct. And at I least always- two, if not three or four. Yes. Yes. So and then, and if there's limited edition colors, cause they're always coming out with limited edition colors. That's another thing MLMs do is the limited Every edition month. gets you to buy more. And the pay they, to play. Will, they will tell you that it's sold out and then re-release it at the end of the month. Magically, they found more. LuLaRoe did that too. Oh my God, you guys, we found a whole box full of the stuff we said we were out of. <laughs> You're like, yeah. you fucking liars. Right. So, and, and it's that thing where like, and then that re-release at the end of the month, all the, the distributors push to go buy it all because you, if you get a customer hooked on a limited edition color and it's no longer available, you lose money. So you need to have some in your backup train, right? The other thing that happened when the product outage was going on was that a lot of women started the swap groups so they could swap product if a distributor had a color they, their compliance department started cracking down on that hardcore after I joined because real businesses don't do that. So you shouldn't do that either. Yeah. Then, like, please stop SB- doing that because Synagens isn't making any money when you swap Correct. with each other. Correct. We need you to Correct. buy from us. Correct. Mm. So it's, unless the color was discontinued, it was like a no-go and like, that's cool. Thanks for playing. Um, so like the other way that, that Senegens kind of creates this almost cult-like atmosphere is everything is Senna something. So it's Senna sales, Senna sponsoring, the Senna cruise. Then there's this- Ours was all Lula, Lula room, uh, yeah. Lula baby, yeah. Lula cruise, Lula yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, same. So, and then the best is Senna cash. So let me tell you about Senna cash. So- Senna cash is the um, money that can be put on your account. What used to be put on your account if you did a return, now they only swap you item for item. So if I order, say, a yellow, like the, the yellow color eyeshadow and it comes damaged, they only will send me another yellow eyeshadow. So if somebody orders a foundation color and it doesn't work and we have a 100% money back guarantee that I had to front, mind you. If somebody ordered right. a foundation color that they thought was going to work and that it didn't work, and I send that back and order the new one, the one that I return, I get the exact same product. So I'm sitting on foundation that I can't sell because n- nobody else is going to buy it, right? So when they started doing that, I was I was pretty much done um, the first time. <laughs> it's all so bad. Um, so Senate cash is what they would put on your account when you would do a return and they would like defective product. They also, okay. So Senate cash is Senegence's version of a back office credit. Correct. Okay. It's, and it's, so the other thing that they do is, is they will put Senate cash in your account for your, your birthday and for your anniversary. Uh, anniversary. <laughs> I call my stuff Senna scam because it's great. Yes, yes, I was a Senna scam. One hundred percent. They also have um, bastardized cobalt blue, and it is now Senna blue. Just so you know. Ah, is that the official color of Senegens's cobalt blue? Senegens's official colors. <laughs> cobalt blue and gold, right? Cobalt blue. No, 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 no. Gold is like in there, but it's cobalt blue. And leopard print. Oh, LuLaRoe also claimed that leopard print was a color. Yeah. I said, is it though? Because I feel like it's a print. It says it like right in the name. Leopard print. (laughs) So, so yeah. So, and I will tell you, 
the amount of Senate cash that you would get. So um, I'm sorry, Senate cash is different than I think Senate bucks. Like there's all these, anyway. Oh my um, God, it's so it's, confusing. I, I can't even, I know. So one of them is like a legit like credit, like you had a gift card, like back office credit. The other is um, a, a thing that they do that they put in your account for different things. And I think if you like recruit and stuff like that, you can get bonuses and Senna bucks or something. I don't know. But anyway, for my birthday and for my anniversary, I got 10 Senna bucks. Do you know what 10 Senna bucks can buy me? Like it can nothing? buy me half a gloss. Yeah. I was going to say, aren't they like and more then, expensive than that? That 10 Senna bucks does not count towards my PV for the month. Of course it doesn't. So I can order a gloss. Oh, actually, I can order a gloss if I'm at the 50% level, right? It's literally a $10 off coupon. That's all it is. Yeah. So it's like, this is fun. Thanks for playing. Um, so I, I got my latest thing in the mail because I was like, you all think I'm going to re-sign up. It's funny. You're giving me a $10 credit. Like that means nothing to me because I actually still owe you a bunch of money from my um, Senegens card that you keep charging fees to that I refuse to pay. Um, yeah. So like if so, and then they do, they do customer dropship orders. So like somebody can go onto the website, order under my name, and then I get the, the commission credit for whatever the percentage level would be for me. So for that that's a, that's a question that is interesting. So you guys have like this catalog because everybody sells the same thing yet because I could literally go to one of your Cinegens parties, try Bella, say, I really like this. I'm going to get the Bella and the mat with the remover and buy it on your website, not buy it from you. Correct. So what's the point of you having any sort of inventory front loading other than it just is the sunk cost fallacy that maintains you in the scam and continues the the cycle? It's also the impulse buy, right? The FOMO. Well, no, but it's that idea that like women, especially when it comes to makeup, like it's the target effect. When you go to Target, they put the dollar spot right in the front of the store because you're going to look through it and you're going to pick up stuff that you wouldn't normally pick up. Yeah. And you spend like $28 in the dollar spot real quick. Correct. And then like, if you go to an event and you're selling at a a booth at an event, you need to have stuff to hand out to people because people don't want to wait or they'll forget by the time they get home. Or, you know, they'll just be like, yeah, my CoverGirl mascara will work for me. You know what I mean? Like those things. So it has to be because I want it. I want it now. I'm going to order it now. And then you get home and you're like, I don't really need that lipstick. Right. But if you bought it while you were there and you try it and you like it, then you might also go onto the website and purchase more colors. Correct. So the other thing too is, is that if I place the order and then I ship it out, I can get more of a commission because I can place one large order and get that 50% off. And for a while they were doing free shipping over a certain PV number kind of thing. Um, But then, so like for me, I would charge the tax. I would charge the shipping. I would charge kind of a flat rate-ish shipping for most things that would recoup some of my shipping costs. And then I would actually tell people, if you're going to pay me through Square and not through Venmo, you're going to pay the 3% Square fee because I'm not paying the, the credit card processing fees. And, and those are, are, those are these, in, like, these other costs that people don't talk about when you join these multi-level marketing companies because yeah. a lot of those costs are on you. Shipping, you're going to pay for shipping. So you either need to charge for shipping or eat the cost and be like free shipping, which was another thing that we were told, Hey, you could do a free shipping weekend and be like, Hey, everybody, we're going to do a big sale this weekend. Don't buy anything right now. We've got free shipping this weekend. You're not going to want to miss it because then you think you're going to like, there's so many incurred costs that nobody even talks about. So that that's a whole nother cost. Not to mention bubble mailers for us um, stickers uh, it, from the outside of the package to make I it look more attractive samples, right tissue paper to wrap it in um there was also um like they would encourage us to buy like candy and put kids especially like suckers because magic lipstick right it doesn't come off wow um, <laughs> and those kind of things so, like oh, if man. you purchased over a hundred dollars you might get like a free makeup brush from me or something like that so i would go to the dollar store and i'd buy a bunch of this stuff that i could throw in as free gifts with over a hundred dollar purchase yeah, yeah, we did. That I wrote too. all of them off. So, like, I was at least smart in a lot of ways when it came to some of this stuff. Um, but so, what started to make me kind of pull out initially? So, I, I pulled out and then went back in briefly and then pulled myself out again completely. Okay, so wait, I hold on, pause. Yeah. You you left. You said I didn't leave. Uh, what I you did slowed was, down. Yes, I 
So I changed jobs and I was trying to focus on building a clientele at my new job and doing some recruiting that way, like as far as getting clients in, getting referral sources, that kind of thing. So Synagents took a back seat. Yes. And my husband got a good job. So now I'm like, I want to spend time with my kid. I have missed almost the first two years of her life, finished school. Like I had for a while, I was working 40 hours a week, plus doing 20 to 30 hours of an internship. I never saw my kid. Right. So like, I was like, cool, I can see my kid more now. And which is um, probably one of the main reasons of even doing this at all was that there's more time for family, more time for my miracle baby. Right. Right. So I started, plus like, I just wasn't selling a whole lot. And it was like, well, that's cool. I'm not, I'm not going to sink more money into product. I'm just not. And if people don't want the new releases, I'm not ordering them. Like I'm not doing this and I'm not spending a bunch of money on my own stuff because I have enough, like I'm good. Right. And, um, and I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And then, um, they would do like these mega parties and they try to get me in and I couldn't make any sales from these mega parties. And I got to the point where I felt like I was being annoying and I don't like being annoying. Right. What's a mega party? So this is where. Like online with like a ton of consultants and a ton of people. So it's a mat. Okay. So it's put together by two or three leaders and then they open it up to a handful of distributors on their team. And then everybody pitches in like 10 bucks for the prizes. And then the leaders are the ones that do all of the presentations and talk about all the things. And they come up with like the bundles for savings and they're like, contact your distributor if this is what you want to buy and da, 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 da. And uh, some of your customers and that kind of thing. And I, I feel like even that sort of thing makes it seem more legitimate too. Like we're doing this huge event, contact your distributor. We can hook you up. I always found it interesting because I really felt like every, because I did a couple of them because 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Um, I did a couple of them and I felt like everybody who ever won was actually from like the crown princess customer base. I never felt like anybody who was a regular distributor, their people even won. Or if those people ever really got the prizes that they said they were going to get. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say that they were shady because I know there are some really amazing women who do this and really believe in what they're doing because they don't want to see what's going on. Um, but so my, my upline started having these trainings because as a crown princess, she has to do trainings and she had paired up with another crown princess in the area. And that woman was showing signs of mental instability that made me a little nervous. Um, she would go on large rants. She still does about the woman that she had previously paired up with and how terrible she was. And like, I just, I can't handle that stuff. Like that girl drama stuff. I don't do Well, that toxic positivity, like mindset is so like, it's just rife in, in MLM. It's just everywhere. Yeah. So they got, and they were doing these training. Well, and, and mind you, in the meantime, I've been trying to set up time to meet with my upline who called me her she called herself my sponsor which is 12-step language right so she's using a lot of 12-step lingo to kind of keep me the familiarity of those words she's talking to you specifically every time I'm like trying to get together with her she cancels on me or she's only scheduling stuff like with girls when um, I'm already at work and she's like, well, just take the time off work. I'm not taking my time off work to go to the mall and hang out. I have to pay for house and things. And then was um, it like, oh, too bad. You're not all in with Cinegents because you could be at the mall with us at two o'clock on a Thursday. If no, you work your job. she didn't do that with okay. me because she understood that having a master's degree means that I want to do something with my master's degree. Like well, I know that's at least good. Right. That's usually the opposite is what I hear. Yeah, no, she, so, but here's the thing. And this is what I found out through like a lot of things. So she would go and do these things with people, even when I probably could have gone and never invited me because she only paid attention to her top producers and her top recruiters. Well, in MLM, they tell you that when you're a leader and you reach up to your upline and you go like, Megan is just not producing the way I need. And they're like, stop wasting your time on Megan. She's not an income producer. Focus on the ones that are income producers. So like, they're literally telling your upline to to not even focus on you at all anymore. And it's that, you know, and and it was, and the way that it was brought to us was different. It was like, if you see somebody that you're, you know, that you're sponsoring, struggling, then you need to help them, right? You need to help them. So 
she she and this other chick would do these trainings and they would be so i live in the west side of phoenix area the phoenix metro area is huge they would have all these trainings on the east side of the phoenix area which is an hour drive for me it would be in the middle of the week at seven o'clock and it would last two or three hours now nine times out of ten my kid is with me right and then I'm not taking her an hour there and an hour back away past her bedtime out of her routine. Like this is not happening. And she could never understand why I wouldn't make that happen. And then a lot of times they would schedule them on Tuesday nights. And as I discussed at the beginning, Tuesday nights are sacred for me. And I don't skip my Tuesday night for much. Right. And now that they do zoom, I'm like, I don't even have to be in the state and I can still go to my Tuesday night. This is outstanding. Um, so that was happening. And every time it was, you know, bring a model, bring a model. What they meant is bring a recruit, right? Bring somebody who wants yeah. to be a part of this. Yeah. Bring someone who's slightly mentioned that they might be interested and let's hook them. Right. Let's hook them at this party. Somebody that likes makeup, whatever. So, um, so that was happening. And then I was signed up to do like the Phoenix version of Comic-Con at one point as a booth with some people, which made sense. We had blue lipsticks. We had really bright, like cosplay style lipsticks and and the shadows and all that stuff. A lot of it was, I mean, it's really good for different makeup looks for cosplay and it really does kind of stay in place. I feel like it's more of a costumey makeup than a regular everyday anyway, because everything's liquid. Yes. And a lot (laughs) of it, you need sandpaper to remove. So (laughs) it it is a lot better on your skin than a lot of like the traditional cosplay makeups that just are terrible on your skin. They just, I did theater for a long time. And theater. Yeah, that theater makeup is so waxy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was supposed to do this and I started having a lot of issues with my PTSD around this time. So um, my, my parents' situation had come to a head. Um, I'd been back and forth to Ohio like five times. We'd done an intervention. We were trying to get my parents into a nursing home. And this required me communicating with some people that um, in my world have become very abusive um, in a lot of different ways. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to like being around that much negative energy was just taking a toll on me. And the thought of being in a comic con with thousands of people was way overwhelming. My stress response was kicking my anxiety. Anxiety was out of, out of control. So I got somebody to fill in for me on that. And she was mad at me about that. And I have a quick question about the booth. How much did the booth cost to be at like Phoenix's comic con? So that was going to cost me like 200 and some dollars for the whole weekend, but it was shared amongst like six people. They're really expensive for Comic-Con. I, I'd done a bridal show and it was like a $300 booth charge, but I split it with two other girls. I'd done an outdoor, an outdoor holiday market thing um, that that booth was only like $80 with a girl. And so I made some pretty good money off of that night. She and I made some really good money and definitely made our booth cost back. No problem. Um, But then my upline and I were scheduled to do a horror movie convention together. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.